Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How are you doing this week, Noah? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Fantastic. Busy week. Uh, not many sports on, so I was watching some soccer uh, today and last weekend, and that has pretty much been it. Haven't really left the house at all. Just kind of been hanging out and doing work. What about yourself? Oh, uh, you know probably doing a little more than you are just because i have in-person classes um no big deal yeah no, not a big deal um but yeah went out last night with with a few fe- fellas from the program had a pretty pretty nice time we went to a we went to the driving range actually i haven't been to the driving range in forever we went right. at we went at chelsea piers and uh i i didn't know i could miss my like my set of clubs yeah, your, your clubs you're you're suck. familiar. You're familiar with my clubs. Yes, we've we've golfed together, gone to the driving range together many times. We both suck, but your, my my golf clubs, clubs are. I believe you got on Amazon. I went on. I logged on on Amazon Canada, looked up the cheapest set of golf clubs I could find, and got these. I think Callaway Strata. I think that's what they're called. Uh, they're called Stratas, but I think it's Callaway point is um cringeworthy in terms of golf clubs just really not great yeah um but yeah so we got to the got to the driving range they didn't have any lefty drivers because of course i'm a i'm a lefty right yeah of no course. lefties no lefties ever well maybe you so, should hit right then i tried i really tried it was horrendous yeah it was embarrassing actually but yeah, so that was fun. Um, got a got a part time job for next semester, so that should be exciting. Uh, but other than that, you know, same same old. Uh, this coming up in it's a two week absolute grind. Yeah, like my my final two weeks of this semester are gonna be absolute worst. Mine's just like so. I have uh, I have I have like a bunch of stuff due this upcoming week, right? Mm-hmm. And then I literally have like seven days and then I have one final and that's it. So it's like, awesome. Are you, but it's it's like, it's awesome, but it's like, everything's clumped together because a lot of professors chose to do projects instead of exams and all the projects are due within like three days. Right. Um, and I'm busy packing to go home too. Yeah. I was going to say, are you going to be in Calgary for that final? Uh, I actually won't be in Calgary for the final. I will be doing it from mexico oh uh change of scenery all right uh, going to there i got family down in mexico uh so i'm looking forward to seeing them uh have a nice you know holidays nice hanukkah and then 
Back yeah, that starts. I think that starts on the 11th, right? Yeah, it's early this year. 11th to 18th. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna get much to be honest. For for Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah, Hanukkah for me, it's usually like I get a book and like CD, and we just eat, you know, yeah. some latkes. Yeah, latkes and are the best. Latkes are the best. They are the best. Yeah, so yeah. looking looking forward to that, but uh, yeah, uh, still got to get through this next week here, and then Can I, yeah, it's this winter break is gonna feel amazing. Yeah, it's gonna especially be. for you, who's gonna be in Mexico. Yeah, I'm I don't doing the that. opposite. I'm going from a warmer climate to a colder climate. Bold call. Bold call. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that sounds like it'll be. No, it'll still be fun. You're, you know, you're up in Quebec. Yeah, no, I'm gonna get to gonna get to get back on the ice. Um, I haven't skated in I think since the week before Thanksgiving. So American Thanksgiving, sorry. Um, which has been at least two or th- maybe three weeks now um that i haven't been on the ice so really really missing it so hopefully yeah. no i i haven't been on the ice since like march but yeah. when i get back from mexico i'll be in calgary i have to quarantine there for two weeks so i can't be in contact with anyone but it'll still leave me opportunity to go out and go skating on some yeah, outdoor you, rinks yeah i was gonna say you can still go to the odr that's what i plan on doing um yeah i might go out into the mountains skate on some lakes that'd be pretty cool you're gonna have to take pictures oh definitely definitely be <laughs> taking pics so you know it'll be, it'll be nice and then back at school in the new year and yeah yeah well when when does when does brock start up again january 11th is Jan- that brock starts up january 11th um got pushed back which is nice yeah and then i'm hoping that once i'm back like my work will start up yeah. Um, but you know, my work is highly dependent on there being an NHL season. Yeah. And, and right now, I mean, we've talked about it endlessly on this, this show. Um, no clue what's going to happen there. Um, and so, I mean, for, for this episode, we figured we wouldn't even talk about it. We just talk about other stuff. I, there really hasn't been anything new other than just extreme speculation. The, the latest thing I saw was like about the, I can't remember what it was. It was like NHL and NHL PA, of course. I can't remember what they were arguing about, but basically it was one of those tweets where it's like, oh, like they're not they're not on the same page for this. We'll see what happens, which is literally the same tweet that's been going out for every single topic in this negotiation. Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, just just let me know when when you've made a decision. Yeah, and, then- and honestly, please, sooner rather than later, please. Yeah, it would be ideal, and hopefully, hopefully, sometime soon, uh, it, something will happen. Something uh, positive, because there's a lot of like negative rumors going around as well. Yeah, it's it's not ideal, that is for sure. Uh, so instead of talking about that on this episode of the podcast, um, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of project our opening night Panthers rosters. Very curious to see the lineup that you put together. Um, I think the consensus between both of us was that uh, based on players who left in free agency, um, definitely a lot less uh, 
players up front. A lot of, you know, when you lose dad and Alvin Hoffman, two big parts of that top six, definitely some holes to fill. So I'm curious to see what you've done with your roster. Uh, and let's start, let's start with your forward group. What, what lines right, do you got? This is the one that I've like had the most difficulty. Like it's really like, I'm like, I, I take, I'm taking a little kind of, um, uh, high risk, high reward kind of lineups, right? Interesting. So it's it's really interesting, but I mean, I'll I'll, I'll jump right in it. Uh, so first line, obviously, I have Alexander Barkov centering Jonathan Huberto, and then I'm gonna go with Grigory Denisenko. Oh, you have Denisenko on the right Denisenko wing. Denisenko on the right wing. He's a righty. Uh, you know, this is what I mean by high risk, high reward. Unproven talent, but like huge, huge potential huge, if you put huge. him on that first line. Yeah, massive upside, but a guy like he's never played an NHL game. Exactly. He's very young. So interesting call there. Um, what do you got on line two? All right. Um Line two, line two and line three, I think can can kind of are kind of interchangeable. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to make sure that I've got everyone. Um, so centers for line two and line three, I think are interchangeable. But line two, I'm going to go center just because he has the NHL experience already. Alexander Wenberg. Nice. Um, then I'm, I, I want to see on the right wing. I think it'd be really cool to see uh, Owen Tippett on that second line. Um, so that and then maybe Frankie Vitrano on the right wing. Okay, so, nice. And then so third line, hopefully he makes the team this year. Not sure what happened last year. Uh, Henrik Borgstrom at center. Wow. Uh, and then this is really where it gets a little more complicated for me. I would have probably Brett Connolly um, on the right wing. And then I, I'm curious to know if Carter Verhage could uh, step into that left wing spot. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, but if not, I would probably put – actually, I'm going to change that. So I'm going to put Verhege. He's going to probably get demoted to the uh, fourth line, but Alexi Sorella. Okay. Um, left wing on that third line instead. If he if he signs because he which, still hasn't signed. Still which, hasn't I signed, mean, but we're assuming he will sign. I mean, I'd be he's not gonna be he's not going to be asking for a lot in the Panthers of ample room. It'd be shocking if if he if he didn't. All right. Uh, and then so and same goes for Borgstrom, who doesn't have a contract either. Uh, fourth line. Uh, this pick was fairly easy for me. Noel Achari at center. Uh, then Vinny Hinestroza on the right wing and then pick your left wing. So Carter Verhage, I mean, Ryan Lomberg, whoever can like kind of fit in that role. Yeah, no, very, very interesting forward group. Different than what I had on mine. Um, 
I actually I did not have Henrik Borgstrom in my uh, opening night roster. Interesting. I I think he will end the year in Florida, but I think based on what he's done so far in his career, I don't know if he's. The the puzzling thing is he had that one fairly good season two years ago. Yeah, like it wasn't like it wasn't a good season, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, for for me, he's a guy. And the Panthers, the Panthers were not good that year. No, for me, he's a guy like I. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I and I think yeah, obviously, I I could you know throw him in here, uh, if I really want to. But with him not having a contract and with you know, his struggles at the pro level, I could see him starting in the AHL and coming up. Like, I think there's more proven uh, guys at the NHL level. Um, my approach on a bit different than yours. I tried, you know, my kind of thinking was if you look at what the Panthers had done in the past, right, they pretty much loaded up their top six and then had a couple of good depth guys and their offense has been very good for the last couple of years. Uh, but with no Dadnov and with no Hoffman, um, lot thinner up front still some quality guys so my kind of approach was to spread out the offense a bit and so my first line is alexander barkov at center easy selection at left wing grigory denisenko because i've, I've seen him play both sides i think i like yeah him better no he does he does he, he plays both sides and i think he's better when he plays on the left side so I have him playing with Barkov, and then on the right wing, I have Patrick Hornquist, who is more, you know, he's definitely not your typical first-line player, um, but I think he's the kind of guy who who does those things. Like, he'll add an element to that line. You yeah. know, like, he can he can forecheck hard, he can get to the net, right? And then you let Denisenko do his thing. Um, I think him and Barkov together, I think they'd work really well. Uh, Dennis Senko can make plays, good shot. Um, so I kind of like I like that mix on the first line, and then it opens up the possibility of moving Huberto down to the second line, get him some more favorable matchups being away from Barkov, and then uh, centering that line with Alex Wenberg, and then on the right, Owen Tippett. Okay. Um, just because uh, I, I think Wenberg will do fine as a 2C. Like, I don't think he's going to do anything special, but I think he can survive in that and, role. And- that's why, like, I think that I said that they were he was interchangeable with Borgstrom because I see a tremendous upside to Borgstrom, hopefully. And I think that he could, you know, like, push for that second C spot. Yeah, I, I like Borgstrom a lot. I just don't know if he's there yet. I think he'll exactly. get up there. He's still uh, young. Exactly. Uh, and Wenberg's a guy, he's a good two-way player. And then you add the playmaking ability of Huberto with the shot of Tippett. I like that mix, especially getting away uh from you know the top d pairings uh, of other teams on the third line uh i have on the left frank vetrano uh centered by noel achari bit of sandpaper and then a guy i love he didn't have a great year last year uh but Vinny henestroza on the right nice because i love Vinny henestroza i, I know he brings <laughs> so couldn't leave him out of the top nine uh, and then that fourth line, I have Sorella, Verahi, and Brett Connolly. Uh, interesting. interesting. Brett, Brett Connolly had a really good year last year, um, and I think he clearly showed that he can, uh, you know, be an offensive guy. He has probably more offense in his game than people thought going into last year. So I like him on that fourth line. You can kind of balance out the minutes too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
two kind of pretty even lines in the bottom six. Like that fourth line could be your third line. So that was kind of my least in the forwards. On defense, I imagine we're gonna have a very similar. I would if be not shocked. Identical. I'd imagine we'd have the same defense, maybe one or two spots flip, but I'm curious to see what you did. Uh, pairing number one, who you got? I've got Aaron Eckblad, and um, I. This is where I'm like kind of like debating, is. Like, if I wanted to stack it, I'd go Aaron Ekblad with Keith Yandel, right? But I could see Ekblad and Uyghur being that top pairing. And that, I think, right now is what I'm going for. So you're going Ekblad, Uyghur? Ekblad and Uyghur. I went with Ekblad, Uyghur as well, just because they played so much together in the past and they played pretty well together. Like, that pairing has been the most consistent for the Panthers over the last couple of seasons. Uh, and I think that's um, – if you're going to have a pairing that you're going to lean on, that's probably what you want it to be based on uh, the guys that they have. So, I, yeah, I, agree. I have the same I have the same. Yeah. One. Um, um, then second pairing, uh, the two for, the, the, the two veterans uh, going with Strawman and Yandel because, I mean, you're paying Strawman that much. Might as well put him on the second line and hope that he does good. Um, uh what, what, what are you thinking for the second pairing? So I, I began on the second pairing as well. Um, to me, at this stage of his career, Keith Yandel to me seems like a guy you'd want on your third pairing and to play power play, right? Like he's never been great defensively and that is regressed last couple of years. Um, but just, I can't really make a case for anyone else yeah. really in that slot. So I'm, I'm rolling with Keith Yandel. Uh, but on the right side, I got the newly acquired... Newly signed Radko Gudis. Wow. Um, why? That's, that's interesting. Because it, it, it really, for me, came down to Gudis or Strawman. And I know Strawman's getting paid quite a bit more. Um, but I like, I think Gudis is the better player at this stage of their career. So I would put him there. Yeah. Like, um, and, and he has that, you know, he'll throw the body around. He'll make it hard for guys in front of Bobrovsky. Um, good veteran guy. So that's what I'm rolling with on the second pairing. Fair enough. And that, that kind of leads me into my third pairing where I have Rodko Gudis kind of cemented in there. And then it, it, it depends. Uh, right now I have Nudavara, newly acquired Panther. Um, on that third pairing, you get two right shots. Uh, not ideal but could be worse. Um, and then let, let's see how Riley Stillman can kind of like mix in to the, the existing mix. Yeah. My third pairing was Nudavara and Strawman. I did give some consideration to, to Stillman and Keeper. Um, I really like Brady Keeper as a player. I think he's going to be really good. Not really good. I think he'll be, he'll be a good, he'll be an NHL player for sure. Yeah. Um, and have a nice career. But I think to start the year, Nudavara Strawman. Obviously, Bill Zito knows Nudavara very well from Columbus. Anton Strawman getting paid so much, he's got to be on the ice. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm sorry, I made a mistake earlier. I said two right shot Ds. Um, so Nudavara plays right, but he's actually a left shot. So yeah. 
he he would play left on my third pairing with Gudis on the right. Yeah, he played. He's playing left yeah, on mine yeah, too. Yeah. Um, which is nice. It's it's nice that he has that versatility. I think that's really nice for the D. That kind of gives them some options on where to put guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Nudavara, another young guy too. So, uh, interesting to see if he can take his game to another level. Uh, and that brings us to our goaltenders. And I would have to imagine we have Bobrovsky then Drieger. I actually had Scott Darling and Roberto Luongo, who are still on the Panthers' payroll. Still on the payroll. Like, uh, anyways. Good for them. Bobrovsky, Drieger, I think that's what you got to go with. Montembeau's still young. He can play in the AHL. Um, I, what, I'm curious about his contract. He still hasn't re-signed a contract, though. No. Which... I thought about, I, I you know, I looked around the free agency market to see, you know, if there's another guy they could they could sign to bring in there to back up Bobrovsky. Uh, the list of names includes Corey Schneider, Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard. Um, I'd like to see Jimmy ha- Jimmy Howard, I think, would be my pick if I had to pick a free agent goalie. Yeah, I think... Depending, yeah, Jimmy Howard would probably be my pick too. I think based on that, um, I mean, just Corey Schneider's been so up and down lately that I can't, I can't justify that risk. I mean, he's been um, more down lately. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I can't, I really just cannot justify taking that risk on Corey Schneider. That being said, I mean, he, he'd be in a backup role, so who knows? But I, I thought maybe another guy. Uh, who could potentially slot in there would be Ryan Miller, who did yeah, a, a pretty yeah. good job as a backup last year in Anaheim. Um, you know, obviously another older goalie as well. Uh, and, and we talked about this last episode too, that with the, the way the season's shaping up, it's looking like it's going to be a very condensed schedule. And that backup goalie spot is going to be very important to teams. And we know... Like, Drieger had a good year last year, uh, but he's pretty inexperienced at the NHL level, and he doesn't have, you know, a prior relationship with the the new GM. So it would be interesting to see if they go out and get a guy to address that. But as of right now, I have him slotted exactly. as the backup. Exactly. Um, but would not be surprised to see that change. Yeah, no. Uh, huge amounts of cap room. Really, like, honestly. Um, so there, there's room to maneuver for Bill Zito. Definitely room to maneuver. Lots of options. It'll be curious to see what they do. Um, the whole league's really just been really doing nothing over the last month. So here's, here's a question for you. Um, not, not necessarily Panthers related could be, but. When when do we see Mike Hoffman sign a contract? You know, we it's gone so it's gone so long that at this point it's just like, what can he be thinking? Well, other word, than other than he just wants to know what exactly the setup is going to be for next next year. Yeah, I imagine when uh, he'll sign shortly after the information comes out that we know what next season's going to look like. Okay. Right, and I would imagine because I think a lot of teams 
with the way it's set up, like they don't know if you don't know how, what the season's going to look like, right. And how much money you're going to make or how much money you're going to lose. Right. You don't want to commit a lot of money to a guy. Um, if there's not going to be that financial benefit. Mm-hmm. So I think teams are kind of playing it safe right now. Like I think obviously Mike Hoffman, he's the guy out there right now that's going to command the most amount of money. Yeah. And easily, think- easily. And we, we still have, it's, it's, a, it's interesting who's still available. I mean, we're talking to like guys like Anthony Duclair who had a monster, like first half of the season last year. Yeah. There's a couple names out there. Anthony C is still out there. Yeah. Connor Sheary still out there. Like there, there are a lot of names that you would never see available this late in the free agency under normal circumstances. And I think teams like there's teams like the Florida Panthers, right? They have a ton of cap room, right? They really and, do enough that they can go out and they can add another guy to bolster this this roster. But if you know the the return to play plan for next season ends up being one where you're going to lose a lot of money, then you're thinking oh, I don't really want to spend money on, you know, a free agent. You know, I want to pay a guy four million if we're going to be playing with no fans and we're only going to be playing 48 games, there's not going to be that benefit to the team financially, especially a team like the Panthers where it's like, does a Mike Hoffman or an Anthony Duclair or an Anthony CU get you to the playoffs? Maybe, maybe not. But if you're a team where it's like, this could be the difference maker between us getting eliminated in round one versus eliminated in round two or three, and you're weighing and you're going, okay, so there is that financial upside Maybe we can pay this guy. I don't know if. Right. And at this point, I think that we can eliminate any sort of long-term deal for Mike Hoffman. Anything above two years, I think, is just off the table at this point. I'd be shocked to see even see him sign for two years. I expect him to just sign a one-year bridge deal. Yeah, go and sign a one-year deal. And then if he really wants to get paid, there's the option. He signs a one-year deal. And maybe Seattle takes a run at them when they enter the league. Yeah, I mean, there, there is that possibility. I want to see Seattle land Taylor Hall. That's that's. I think that would be that's the perfect fit there. Ideal fit. Like, there's a lot of options, right? Like, to go and sign a one-year deal. Um, probably like for Mike Hoffman, that's probably the way to go at this point. I I just don't see any other like I don't see a team committing to him long term right now versus at the start of free agency yeah yeah i think it's the point where a lot of teams are going mike hoffman's a luxury not a necessity right right like there's no team out there that's got you know like they they need mike hoffman that it's it's more so like he could be just that piece to put us over the top exactly and on a one-year deal you're not committed for any amount of term if you have the you know, capital to do it for one year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know how much weight because I've, I've been reading about this and people have been like speculating why he hasn't signed a contract and how much weight do you attribute to the incident that happened in Ottawa between him and Eric Carlson? And do you think that's actually playing a role right now? Um, I I don't think it's playing that huge of a role, to be honest. Right? Like me neither, by the way. Right. Like he came to Florida by all accounts. He was a great teammate. There was no reports of any issues. Um so to me and 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 
the big thing too is that the issue was most it was with his girlfriend, not with exactly, him. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And especially in, you know, sports in general, we know that like if you're good enough, if you can help a team in some way, they'll forgive things you've done in the past. Right. You know? Right. It's that whole attitude of so to me, I don't think that's been a barrier to him signing. I don't know specifically what the issue is. Um, but yeah. like I said, like even like remember years ago, there was like that whole incident with uh, Semyon Varlamov. Yeah. Uh, when he was in Colorado. And I mean, he has signed contract after contract. Like, so I, I, I don't see that as being the, the issue. I think it's got to be something else that's holding things up. Mm-hmm. And likely that's just teams not being willing to commit to the amount of money that he thinks he's worth and probably is worth, depending on what that number yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Um, but yeah, I have no clue when he's going to sign. It's, yeah, it's a very, very interesting situation. Yeah, it's like everything else, it's just kind of a wait and see type thing. Yeah. Um, and now our we'll move into our last segment here before we go, um, which is uh, talking about Panthers prospects, something we love to do. Um, most people out there, they're pretty familiar with, you know, the, the real high-end prospects, Spencer Knight, Anton Lindell, Denisenko, Tippett. You know, those are, you know, those are high picks and players that most fans are familiar with. Um so we thought we'd make our case for who we believe is the most underrated prospect in the Panthers system right now. Uh, so a player who was maybe a late draft pick or came over in a trade is just a throw in piece that you think is going to exceed expectations and become a pretty good NHLer. Um, so I'll let you start with who you think the most underrated right. prospect is. So so for me it's kind of a it's a it's an interesting uh answer because there, there are a lot of options. I'm going with Saron Noel. Shocking. You know, he yes, he was a high draft pick, second round, early second round actually. Um, but I feel like he's never included in that conversation of top tier Panthers prospects. And I really think he is. So I got to see him play junior a few times huge huge guy he's big yeah and you know he had some issues in oshawa that are still uh, it's still a little murky but i think this guy has the potential to be a first line center really i think he has the potential to be a first liner but he's never kind of like included in that discussion so that that's that's why I picking him as my most underrated prospect, just because he's never included in that conversation, and I think he has to. Yeah, I actually I did not even consider Sarah Noel for for my pick solely based on a the fact that he is a second round pick, and with a second round pick, like you're 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 hoping for for an NHL player with those picks. Um. And I, I don't think – I know you're thinking first line for Strong Noel's potential. I think he kind of fits more as a third liner 
with the ability to, to move up, but I don't think he's going to be like a guy that like I think it'd be a complimentary piece on a, a first or second line, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But I see him more as like a really good third line player, and just the fact that he was drafted so highly. Um, so you would actually argue he's kind of overrated. I wouldn't say like I I would say he's accurately rated. Okay. And that, like, I think people, like, at least, like, my perception of him is that this is, like, this is a good second-round pick. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the type of player you'd get with a second-round pick. Uh, I mean, and the other thing that's kind of alarming to me is I think, I'm not sure, I'm trying to figure out the years here in my head. Uh, and he, he didn't have exceptional status or anything. But this was his overager year in the OHL last season yes and he played in the ohl he didn't play in the ahl yeah which if he was decent you would have probably made it to the ahl so i guess that's kind of alarming but i still think he has that potential yeah like the, and that's the issue with me too is that he's very, he's very good in the ohl but he's so much older and bigger and stronger than everyone else that like you would expect him to be that good. And the fact that he wasn't put in the AHL is a bit concerning because it's like, of course he's, you know, he's doing great things. He looks fantastic playing in the OHL, but I would expect him to. And it's different going up against kids that are 16, 17, 18. Exactly. Versus go, you know, going up against guys that have spent and, 10 and years. Really? There's no way of knowing until he plays that first game in the AHL. Yeah. So I, I we'll have to wait and find out, but, excited to see follow his his development yeah like I, yeah he's a guy definitely to be excited about as a prospect still right like there, there's a couple prospects like like hapo Niemi where there's been you know a lot of hype and they've kind of fallen off and the expectations have kind of gone down but i think Sron Noel is still very much a good nhl prospect and i think with his size and his toolkit he'll be a good NHL player for sure. Yeah. I, I I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Um, so for my pick yep. on most underrated prospect, there was a few a few different players I considered. Um the first one, you know, I, I looked at Chase Prisky, who was brought over in the Vinny Trocheck deal, um, who's really good in college, really good in the AHL. Um but uh, for me, he's 24 years old, so he's pretty old for a prospect. Um, yeah. So for that reason, I decided not to go with him. Uh, I looked at Ty Smolanich, who was uh, drafted this year, um, who was drafted a bit later than I think people thought. And a, a big reason behind that was that he played a lot of last year uh, injured. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's definitely got, like, I think he's a lot better than what he showed last year, just playing through those injuries. So I, I really like his upside. Um, another guy I had uh, that I looked at was Cole Schwint, who was at the Canada development camp uh, for the world juniors. Uh, he had a monstrous season last year in the OHL. Monstrous year. He's drafted in 2019 by the Panthers. Um, we both liked the pick at the time. Um, yeah, had a really good year. I, I think, um, you know, definitely potential to be an NHL player. 
Um, so really liked him, but um, at the end of the day, I thought, you know, cause just cause there's been a lot of guys who have had really good junior careers, maybe not panned out. And mm-hmm. I don't know maybe if he has enough skill to be a really high end contributor. Uh, he might, you know, he seems like a guy who like you'd have to play him in the top six or play him nowhere. Right. It, yeah. No, I, that he, that's just the type of player he is. I'd give an honorable honorable mention to um, Max Gildan. Max Gildan. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's, he was playing. I think he's got one more year left of university. I doubt he's going to – but he signed a contract uh, in March. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. He – you know, lefty defenseman put up some good numbers at New Hampshire. Like really did um, almost average a point per game in his last year. Um, so excited to see what he has to offer. Um, but definitely not a guy we talk about on a regular basis. No. Yeah. And the, the last other guy that I looked at, but didn't pick was John Ludwig. Um, who was, a, he was drafted by the Panthers in 2019. Um, at the time looked like a bit of a confusing pick. Like he seemed like just kind of a shutdown defenseman didn't have really any offense in his game. Uh, and then he just exploded last year. Quite literally exploded. Like just an unbelievable increase. Um, like that's a really good numbers for a, for a defenseman in the OHL. WHL. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So like, for for me, like I, I really loved what he did last year. Like I watched a couple of Portland's games and he looked so confident, so comfortable out there. Like you can just tell, like there's certain defensemen uh in junior that you see and they just look like they just control the game uh with the way they play. They're never rushed, never worried, just really calm, really smart. And that's what he was last year. Um so he was on my radar, definitely his pick. Um, but the guy I ended up going with was Michael Benning, who was a uh, Panthers draft pick in 2020. He played last season in the AJHL, um, bit undersized. Uh, he's like 5'10", I think. Uh, his older okay. brother, Matt, uh, is in the NHL right now. Yes, noted noted NHLer Matt Benning. Yeah, so I went with Michael Benning. So his, he had really good offensive numbers. Uh, in the AJHL, which is that step below junior. Yep. Um, like literally identical numbers to Kale McCarr, but he's he's no Kale McCarr. That's not even a fair comparison. Right. Yeah. Right? Um, and he's playing right now at the University of Denver, I believe. He's played two games. He has two points. Um, and to me, the reason I went with Michael Benning over the other guys is that I think Michael Benning has like the most room for improvement among Panthers prospects. Like he's such a small guy and he's already so good that I think once he bulks up and gets better and yeah, skates better and uh, can, re- it'll really add to his game. So I think based on where he is and where he can be, I like him as a really solid prospect for the Panthers. I see him as a guy who I think can be a top four defenseman at the NHL level if he continues trending in the direction he is and if he can add that size to his frame. 
uh, and can improve his skating a little bit and things like that. So for me, that's that's my pick. That's a guy like I was so high on him going into the draft. Yeah. yeah. Like unbelievably high on Michael Benning. Super stoked that the Panthers were able to get them where they did. Uh, and I think he's going to be uh, really important. And I would put him in that kind of category of defensive prospects with him, Ludwig, and Kolya Chonik from the, the Flint Firebirds. Mm-hmm. So, su- yeah, just super stoked about him. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, I love that we're able to watch him right now playing in college. Yeah. Um, he's there with his former uh, AGHL teammate, too, Carter Savoy. Um, who's off to a really good start as well. I mean, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just think the sky's the limit for this kid. And I think that was just a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like th- there, it was, it was hard to choose. Like there's some, yeah, there's some really quality prospects. And I feel like the Panthers are the Panthers prospect pool is a prospect pool that really flies under the radar compared to other NHL teams. And, and I think a big reason for that is that there's been so few in the past that have come up in like impact NHLers other than the high picks like Ekblad, Huberto, and Barkov. And hopefully Lindell. Yeah, and, and Lindell and guys like that. But like really you talk about like later guys that have made an impact and it's Mackenzie Weger. Yeah. And then it's a lot of guys that have been, you know, signed or traded for. And if this team's going to take the next step, they got to develop guys better. And it seems like they have, you know, enough quality in the system. Now it's just a matter of developing them. Like we've seen, you know, a lot of development issues with Haponiami and with Borgstrom. Um, So it'll be interesting to see under this new regime, how things go um, just with the amount of, you know, pretty decent prospects in the system. Yeah. So, So, yeah, definitely. Definitely should be excited about the future. Yeah, one hundred percent. And, and uh, speaking about the future, I think we have a new uh, a new promotion that we're going to be starting on Twitter. Yes, very excited. New promotion we're starting on Twitter. Uh, we do you want to s- explain it now, or what, 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 what do you want? Yeah, we'll explain it now before we go. Um, so, as you guys know, every week Noah and I we do our parlay picks. Um, where we pick, we, we bet on every single football game. Um, it's a new contest every week. Uh, we'll post our picks on Twitter, uh, like the post and retweet it. And if either parlay hits, you will receive half of the winnings. One person, one, we'll, we're going to pick one person. We'll pick one person, uh, to win half the prize. I think this week. I don't know what your parlay was at. Mine was I, at. I, I, uh, I actually have to put money in my Betway account, so TBD on the exact odds. Yeah. I think mine was 800 So $400 you guys could win um, every week if the parlay hits. Uh, all you have to do is like and retweet the post, and you'll be entered uh, for your chance to just win some free money. Um, so it seems, It sounds pretty good. Sounds it's pretty a, easy. It's a pretty good deal. And, you know, you, you never know. It, if it hits one week, you exactly. know. Exactly. You know, that could just be free money for you. So, super, free yes, money. super stoked about the promotion. Uh, 
our tweet is out now. So uh, like that. And yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And that does it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you to everyone tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. And we will see you guys then. Panthers are back on top.